You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. People are going to listen to the first 20 seconds and be like, nope, this sucks. <laughs> Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Join tonight by my two co-hosts with the most from down in the sunny north valley of whatever fancy state you're in. Elijah, you look like you're having fun in the palm trees, baby. I am. Uh, It's nice and warm, and uh, it's a great way to stay in shape. Also joining us from an Italian restaurant somewhere south of Bangor. The OG Olive Gun, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox. I was just saying in the warm-ups here, the Vikings had a bye week, so I was having a difficult time uh, finding a dud. <laughs> oh, that's something we might have to get into this week here pretty soon because Vikings were on a bye this week and still found a way to lose. So, ouch. So, guys, we are gathered here today on this beautiful Tuesday evening for episode 119 after week seven of the NFL for some pretty good games this week. We're, we're there. That um Sunday night game, Seahawks, Cardinals. Yeah, that was a very good game. That was great. Great television. Yep. Riveting podcasting. Riveting podcasting. You can tweet us at hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. And any uh anything you wanted to get to before we start breaking down these awesome teams that played? Uh how about the Dallas Cowboys? Go ahead and trade away Everson Griffin to the Detroit Lions for a conditional sixth round pick. Uh-oh. Fire sale is on, boys. Ooh-wee. I'm surprised that uh, Jerry Jones is willing to uh, check his ego and realize, my team sucks. I'm going to sell everything that's overpriced. Try to recoup some draft picks. That's yeah, very on Jerry. happens enough in, enough in football. You see it in baseball all the time, but uh, the trade line normally in the NFL is pretty boring. Uh, hopefully this means it won't be, but it probably will be. There's a lot of hoops to jump through this year with the, you know, making trades and passing physicals and COVID tests and this, that, and the other thing. So we can be hopeful that there are a lot of moves and there are certainly a lot of teams out there that could be in a great position to uh, (laughs) move some players who probably won't be on their team next year anyway. And get some more draft capital. 
but we'll see. Speaking of draft, do you guys see what Trevor Lawrence said? If the Jets he said he might go back to pick, Clemson, he's going to go back. <laughs> yeah. He said, my he mindset didn't... has been that I'm going to move on, but who knows? There's a lot of things that can happen, like the Jets getting the number one overall pick. <laughs> and that thing is Adam Gase being your head coach. That ought to tell the Jets something. Get rid of Gase. Like, guys are willing to go back to school and risk the, their future. Like, they're giving up tons of money. Here's the thing, though. If you really want Trevor Lawrence, if you're Woody Johnson, if he, and maybe it's illegal, you can't call him and be like, hey, we're just keeping Adam so we can get you, and then we'll get someone else. But, like, isn't that what they're doing? Aren't they keeping Adam Gase around so they get the uh, number one overall pick, and then they'll fire him? And uh, it would definitely seem so. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence can pick his coach like LeBron James or whatever. Or maybe the Jets could realize that if they change the coach, that uh, talented kid they got playing quarterback might actually develop into something. Nope. Too late for Sam. Too late for old Sammy boy. He's on He's on his way out. Yeah, he's going to end up in Indianapolis. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, at there. there's a trade for you. Darnold for River, straight up. Barf. <laughs> if I'm the Colts, I do it. But I don't think the money quite. Well, yeah, up. if you're the Colts, you do it because that's an insanely lopsided trade. <laughs> hey, we've seen worse trades in. You know, well, yeah, before. I mean, Trent Richardson went for a first round pick after being one of the worst running backs. And you see people do dumb stuff. Sam that doesn't Bradford. make it right. Uh, also, I got here. <laughs> The Carolina Panthers have released cornerback Eli Apple. After he refused to practice with a hamstring? Apparently he has had a lingering hamstring issue, refused to get on the practice field, and they gave him the old... Adios. And they also and, uh, got Seth Roberts, too. I got, I got one more thing on here. You guys ever heard of somebody, Ant- Ant- Antonio Brown? Apparently... Uh, Wide receiver just signed with the Buccaneers. He was one of the three musketeers, right? I think what you meant to say was, have you ever heard of a young man named Mr. Big Chest? Captain Freeze's feet off. Chosen moniker last year. He's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Sure is. That's so dumb. Well, I've been waiting since Thursday to talk about this in podcast form. Thursday night football, the Eagles defeat the New York football giants in thrilling fashion, 22 to 21. This was the roller coaster of emotions I was not expecting in this game. I mean, all right, settle down. You haven't even started yet. Early on. The offense looked pretty good, right? Deshaun Jackson was playing. He was getting targeted a lot. They were moving the ball, really, at will. I think a very scary realization that came from this game is the Eagles all of a sudden don't know what to do once they get in the red zone, which sucks because they've been one of the best red zone teams the last few years. So what the hell's going on there? No tight ends. Yeah, I understand. There's no tight ends. There's nobody to command the middle of the field. But, like, this is supposed to be Doug. And Doug brought in, like, 412 offensive assistant, creative passing game coordinator, magician. That's one position. 
And then the other, no, I'm just kidding. He brought in all these guys that are supposed to help him, and they're supposed to have all these ideas and unique plays. And seems like every time they get in the red zone, they're just like, uh, what do we do? Let's run quarterback power with Carson Wentz and then put Jalen Hurts on the field and run a speed out. It's backwards, reverse those. But I went through some emotions in this game. I probably had two pumpkin heads, so you know me. I was ready for bed. At halftime, they, I don't know. It felt like me at halftime, this team should have been up like 23 to 7. 20 to 7. They should have had way more points on the board than 10. Carson goes out there on like every play and he's trying to win the game. He's, you know, running left, running like spinning out of 14 tackles, heaving it up. No need to do that. That one across his body to Travis Fulgham, that was yeah. not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. And then just the red zone, well, it was intercepted in the end zone. Friggin' heave of a prayer to John Hightower on a scramble drill. Just throw the ball away. You took at least three points off the board right there. I mean, you beat you won the game. That's we did cool. win the game. I mean, I think the the big takeaway is in the fourth quarter when they were down by two scores, it was like the magic came on because they went on two improbable scoring drives with you know, offensive linemen 12, 13, and 14 on the depth chart playing. Blaine Johnson out every other series, it feels like. I don't even know if he played this. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He came out hurt real early, right? Yep. So you, I was thinking when they're down by two scores, I'm like, okay, you know, I can't believe you're losing to the New York fucking Giants, but, you know, everybody's injured. What You know, you're doing what you can. Because in this game, it really showed like guys were getting open. Receivers were getting open again, but there's so much pressure all the time. The line just can't hold up with the guys that are currently in there. <clears throat> it just makes me wonder if Carson had a decent offensive line, like the normal starters. I feel like they could be a threat, but blah, 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 blah. Ifs and buts and coconuts, as we always say. Yep. Just look at the Minnesota Vikings the last couple of years. True. But my prayers happened. Some magic happened. Carson and the kids do it again. Dramatic fashion. That uh, game-winning touchdown, the throw and catch, went to Boston Scott, was one of the prettiest plays I've seen all year. Yeah. I I mean, I, I could see it setting up at the line, too. I was just like, oh, this is just Boston Scott against a – Slot corner and uh, boom, nice little throw over his shoulder. Wonderful catch. Yeah, Take the win. Questionable play calls in this game, like the fourth down fade to Hakeem Butler. That was his first target of his career. You chose to go to him in a hurry on fourth down on a pivotal play. All right, I guess, but. I probably would have went to Fulgham or Ward or Richard Rogers, who is apparently Superman on Thursday. Dude, I thought that they waited way too long to take a shot at Hightower deep. I was saying the same thing. 
it was funny because uh, I had a dream that he caught like an 80 yard touchdown. And the next morning I wake up and somebody had tweeted, what's your hot take for the Thursday night game? And Sean said, Hightower, two long touchdowns. And I was like, I got to pick him up in fantasy now. <laughs> Didn't really pan out, but it was just weird the way that worked. He had the one big play. Yeah. That set up the first of two needed touchdowns at the end. But let's go ahead and move on to the Grigglies of the Grogglies because we mentioned it earlier. The Minnesota Vikings find a way to lose to the bye week. Steve, what happened? Um, They went the way of the Cowboys, I guess. And after trading for Yannick Ngakwe at the beginning of the year, uh, they trade him away to the Baltimore Ravens of all teams. Like they, like they really needed to get better. The rich get richer. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask we, you a question? What? So they traded a second and a fifth to get Ngakwe? Yeah. And they traded him for a third and a fifth? Yep. So they traded back in the into like the 45 or 50 spots for 7 games. Yep. 6. Seven. Wasn't good. 6. I mean, 6 games. Is, yeah. This is a product of the terrible year you're having and all I can say is at least they got that pick back from uh Baltimore, that fifth round pick that they traded to get Kari Vedvik last year. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so I'll call that a Whoop. win. It's a wash. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, you see their new practice squad wide receiver? Des Brian. Yum. That's, that's quite, <laughs> I didn't a, plan that. quite a story in, in and of itself. Welcome back, Des. It's kind of weird yeah, to hear Des Bryant on the practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID rules. You would have to assume he would have been able to make a practice squad before now. So I guess this is just when he finally decided to to get back at it. Because, like, he could have been on a practice squad, probably a team, just depending on how much money he wanted. So now that he's accepting a practice squad gig, you have to... Maybe maybe times are tough in uh, Bryant Town or Desmond. Well, he was ineligible for practice squad before the COVID rules. So, oh, shut up, Sean, the vested veteran. Yeah, Sorry. and either way, for as much time as he's been away from the league, you have to have a right situation, you know, at your feet essentially in order to make this decision to go back because you're not going to go play for the Jets right now. No. Yeah, I think they should keep these COVID rules going forward. Not so much the uh, IR every three weeks unlimited slots, but like the you can protect four practice squad and you can bring up two every week. They should do that because that's literally kind of like a. uh, Like a farm system. Yeah, like a farm system. So. That would be cool. Elijah, we're going to have to do it to you, man. Sorry. <clears throat> it's time uh, to talk about the ass whooping the 49ers put on the Patriots. I was told this would be a complete Disney podcast. I uh... <laughs> You're not going to sidetrack me now, boy. Let's go. All right. So uh, I'm told 
I watched. Uh, the New England Patriots play the uh, 1849ers from San Francisco. It was bad. Um, <laughs> to expand on that, it was bad. Like, not good. So, Patriots haven't lost three in a row in a long time. They haven't been destroyed like that in the regular season uh, in a while. Uh, Cam Newton is apparently not good at quarterback anymore. Three interceptions. One of them I will take away because it was kind of an end of the half heave. Yeah, sure. So then just two and a half interceptions. Uh, But to make up for that, he did throw for like 70 yards. So that was pretty cool. That offense needs some weapons. Ew. Uh, The offense needs some weapons. The defense needs some defense. And the football team needs some some talent. Uh, So I know. Hey. So I know in past weeks, I uh, when Tommy Boy had some bad weeks, I kind of made fun of him. And I feel it's kind of like an ex-girlfriend, you know, like early on you see her and like she's posting on Instagram and like she's like, you know, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And you're just like, go fuck yourself. But then but then she kind of figures her life out. Now she's making like six figures and she's got like a pretty uh, cool new boyfriend or husband. And like, like, that's what you used to have. And now she's gone and you're stuck sitting at home just like cheeto dust on your fingers while you try to like not cry yourself to sleep watching golden girls and that's where i'm at i am at the golden girl stage of the new england patriots cam was bad the defense was bad uh the the football team was bad uh they're gonna play again next week uh to a Buffalo bills team that they need to beat and they're just not good at football right now so save it for the pick'em show but plot twist um it's not going to be the patriots you're going to go full bridget jones next week i swear to god i'm going to go find hugh grant and i'm just going to give him a hug but no i didn't like watching it <laughs> oh i thought you were done i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> um now it's time for studs and duds Studs and duds, studs and duds, it's all time for studs and duds. Studs and duds for week seven of the NFL. That was the greatest transition in podcast history. (laughs) What? You're playing the intro for a new segment? Fuck that. I'm not done. Hi, John. Kick save and a beauty. But really, I was done. All right, um, go ahead and hit us with a stud then, studly do right. Well, my number one stud is uh, Tom Brady with his new girlfriend because uh, he did a really good job, and I miss him so much. And baby, <laughs> if you just come back, I'll change. Baby, come back. <laughs> All right, so my first stud is not going to be talked about yet because we're doing studs. Did <laughs> <laughs> it again. How about Justin Herbert and those Los Angeles Chargeros, huh? 
27 of 43, 347 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Added 66 rushing touch uh, yards and a touchdown. Be some kind of record. Rushing touchdowns in a massive blowout. No, Justin Herbert had a day 38 and a half fantasy points and a exciting, exciting game against Jacksonville. Stud him up. Last time a uh, quarterback up uh, uh, replaced because of a punctured lung, it was uh, Drew Bledsoe with Tom Brady. So, hey, maybe that doctor for the Chargers had it all figured out. My first stud was Mr. Baker Mayfield. That guy starts 0 for 5 in the game. With a pick. (laughs) With an interception. Finishes the game 21 of 23 for 297 yards and five touchdowns against the Bungles. But still, he threw five touchdowns. That's good. Good pick. All right. Elijah, study, study. Hey, my next stud is uh, probably the most important player on the field, and that's the punter, John Hecker. That guy hit some heck of punts. Uh, He hit six punts, kicked. Kick six punts. Uh, Kick they the were all the inside ball. the 10. That's good at being good at your job. That's very good. <laughs> John Hecker, stud. Um, great job, John. boy, John. Special teams matters. My last stud is old fast feet himself, Kyla Murray. 34 of 48, 360, three touchdowns to one interception, 67 rush yards and a rushing touchdown in one of the most exciting games I've seen in a long time on Sunday Night Football. Beating the Seahawks at home was big for the Cardinals. 38.1 fantasy points for Kyler Murray. Stud, stud, stud. And my second stud is Larry Fitzgerald. He didn't have a fantastic game, but in that Sunday night game, he did catch his 1400th pass of his career. Just the second wide receiver in NFL history to do that, joining Jerry Rice. Uh, I think he also broke the record for most receptions in a single stadium as well in that game, breaking Jerry Rice's record in Candlestick Park. And not to mention, he made a great play at the end of that game by taking the ball from the guy who got tackled and running it to the line of scrimmage. So, not all heroes wear capes. Nope. Some wear knee braces and kinetic tape on their back. Elijah, have any duds for us? Several. Uh, The first one that comes to mind is Cam Newton. Uh, The second one uh, that comes to mind, and I know, I know it's a segment, but give me a minute, is uh, Jared Stidham. The third is Julian Edelman. The fourth, Bill Belichick. The fifth, uh, I don't know, Nick uh, Folk. I almost said Foles. The sixth, the entire offensive line. The seventh, the defensive. Uh, all right, I'm done. So you're saying the I don't like this whole done. thing where my team loses. Would, would you consider trading Stefan Gilmore at this point? I'd trade him instantly. I would trade anyone that had value right now. When the NFL, the shelf Gilmore life is the pretty Cowboys short confirmed. for everyone but quarterbacks. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is 29, I want to say. Uh, if you can get value out of anyone over 25 years old, trade them right now. This season is not uh, 
going to end how you thought it would uh get whatever you can uh go to next year probably still be bad but you know be bad with a bunch of six round picks (laughs) um i wish i had a drop for this but it would be incorrect because limp dick nick the bears come up short very short in a of a Monday night football game, absolutely blowing my work pick'em league and costing me like $125. Thanks for nothing, Bears. But Rough. the Rams literally showed the recipe for beating Nick Foles, and that's pressure, 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 pressure. Don't let him get in a rhythm. And they were in his face all night, and he played like garbage, and they lost. So thanks for nothing, Bears. <laughs> You remember uh, last week when Elijah was upset because the Patriots lost to a kicker, essentially? I do. My first dud is Sam Darnold and the New York Jets because they did the exact same thing and let Tyler Bass kick six field goals to beat them 18 to 10. But Sam Darnold in this game, 12 for 23, 120 yards and two interceptions. So that doesn't help things. Or as we call him, twice as good as Cam Newton. <laughs> so I guess I'll go again since Elijah's first 37 duds were Patriots people. <clears throat> How about Dallas? Again. And let me just throw this at you. Michael Gallup, zero catches for zero yards on zero targets. CeeDee Lamb, one rush yard, zero catches on five targets. Zeke had 45 rushing yards and six receiving yards. I know Andy Dalton got hurt. I know you were down to a backup who I don't even know his name. Danucci. Danucci. Yeah, Ben Danucci, the rookie. Okay. I'll get to him in a minute. But that Dallas offense has to be able to move the ball some, for Christ's sakes. That was pathetic. The coaching staff lost the locker room seven weeks into the damn season. A brand new coaching staff loses the whole locker room in seven weeks. That's got to be a record. They are a shit show. They are a mess. They are trading off uh, Pro Bowl caliber players. They are fire sailing, and I am so here for it. Dallas sucks. You know who their backup quarterback is now? Is it Clappin Thorpson? Dalton Schultz, <laughs> the tight end. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think they have, well, they did have Clayton Thorson on their lo- roster. I don't know if they cut him or not, but yeah. He's it's not mom. good. That's for sure. Uh, my second dud, Danny Dimes, breaks that huge run against the Eagles, and the fucking turf monster comes up and gets that guy. And boy, wasn't I so happy watching Twitter. The next morning, with all the <laughs> all the memes that came out, but boy, that was uh, tough to watch. But you could tell, like halfway into that run, I was like, "There's no way he's either a got the stamina or b the balance to make this <laughs> go the entire way the way he was running." Because what was it? it? Was like 22 miles an hour? It's like something on, like that. Yeah, like the highest speed clocked by a quarterback running so far this season. But uh, yeah, that's tough. I wanted to bring this up in the studs, and I forgot. I had two honorable mentions. One is ridiculous that none of us chose him. 
and that was Devontae Adams with his 196 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, career record. Absolutely dominated the whole game. Uh, the second one was Manti Teo's girlfriend for her first career tackle on Daniel Jones. Joke <laughs> uh, because she wasn't real. But yeah, studs and duds. Ladies and gentlemen, four week seven is complete, and you know what that means, Elijah. Please, it's the week. Having a good time. Please, it's the week. Never a it's your favorite time of the week. It's time for plays of the week. Plays of the week. Elijah's new album drops November 5th. All 37 songs are that length. <laughs> All right. My plays, my play of the week is really a series of plays. Because in the Lions and Falcons game, the Falcons are down on the goal line. And apparently, uh, Todd Gurley, you know, should have called Ahmad Bradshaw and learned a lesson about scoring on the goal line when you don't need to, and you can kill some more clock for your team. The Lions allow Todd Gurley to score an easy touchdown. He tries to fall down, still scores. The Lions get the ball back, march it all the way down the field. Matt Stafford throws a touchdown for 11 yards to the greatest race car driver in the world, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> With no time left. And then Danny Amendola gets an unsportsmanlike penalty, costs him 15 yards on the, the extra point. They need to kick a 48-yarder to win the game, and Matt Prater comes through. What a wild ending to a game. Danny I Amendola is legitimately coming up with at crazy. least creative ways to lose now. <laughs> yeah. We lost because we scored a touchdown. Figure that one out. They've hit an all-time low. All right, my play of the week, no surprise here, is going to come from the Eagles-Giants game, and it's that play to win the game, that throw from Carson Wentz to Boston Scott, the fact that he was able to like step up in the pocket and to place that ball where he did in the five, six miracle that is Boston Scott comes down with it inbounds touchdown. I said, when it happened to the group text, I said, that's going to be my play of the week. I don't know if there's anything that could possibly top it. And then, Oh, I can top it. I think, I think Elijah. Yes. Elijah is going to top it, but the honorable mention I was going to throw out there was Baker Mayfield's game winning throw to, Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, that was nice too. That was a beauty. Uh, so my play of the week doesn't show up on the scoreboard. Uh, the team that, uh, or the the player that did the play of the week, his team didn't even win. But in terms of watching just athletic ability, to me, it was by far the play of the week. Uh, Buda Baker, uh, Russell Wilson, and starts taking off, and he's got a clean shot at the end zone. But wait, there's more. DK Metcalf, it turns out, is really good at running fast while being super big. And everyone's seen the meme. If you haven't, then you've never been on the internet this week of, of, of uh, DK Metcalf one step behind Buda Baker, and it looks like a father running after his son. There's so many good <laughs> memes about it. But 
if you i i think i probably watched that play 30 times after it happened <laughs> to see just where buddha baker was and how big of a head start like it's like playing in the backyard it's like i get a head start because i'm slow and dumb uh and that's what buddha baker had and dk metcalf ran him down like it was nothing now it took him a while like you know buddha got down to the 10 yard line but he's a safety in the nfl and he's good and he's fast and he's well paid and he had an open shot at the end zone for the whole field and DK Metcalf ran him down. Like, I don't know. I feel like any joke I'd make here is inappropriate. He ran him down like a football player. It was amazing to watch. You say it doesn't show up on the scoreboard, but it really did because the Cardinals didn't put any points up on the board, even though he returned it down inside the 10 yard line. Okay. So it doesn't show up with, with, with points scored, but you're correct. Yeah. That was a, unbelievable play and there will probably be arguments that it's the play of the year at the end so here's the and the other thing is like you always hear about like uh diva wide receivers the second that was intercepted you can see dk met like the second buddha baker had that in his hands dk metcalf just took off like he was ready to go like if i'm gonna commit a crime i'm gonna do it with dk metcalf because i just know that like whatever happens he's He's good to go. Like, we're going to kill a guy? Fuck it. Let's do it now. I'm not even going to think about it. Just Buda Baker catches it, and he's just off. It was amazing. I liked it a lot. I'm so glad the Eagles took J-Jaw, not DK Metcalf. Calf. Dude, like, we were sitting there that whole draft. Metcalf? There was probably, like, 14 teams that were like, oh, here's Metcalf. Nope. Here's Metcalf. Nope. Here's Metcalf. Just didn't I understand that some of his combine numbers were amazing, and I understand that some were like atrociously bad. It was this weird, weird combination. But then you just look at him, and you have to be like, he's like, look at him, just look at him. Yeah, he's showing it now. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. Well, it's time to move on to week eight, and this week. It's Dallas week. And man, am I excited to play Ben DiNucci and the Dallas Cowboys. Omaha, Omaha, Orange Barrel, reroute. (laughs) It's Dallas week, baby. Let's get excited. Let's get fun. I know Andy Dalton's probably might most likely not playing with a fairly severe concussion on a very dirty hit. Does every Eagle fan ever need a blowout game just to feel good about ourselves for one Sunday? Man, can it be Dallas week against a third-string rookie quarterback making his first start ever? Oh, my God. Can the D-line just eat this kid up? I want four interceptions, four pick sixes, four forced fumbles, all return for touchdowns. Eagles win 96 to nothing. All right, let me turn Madden off. For real, though. This would just be a good game for the Eagles to absolutely destroy Dallas. They just traded away one of their premier pass rushers. The best part of that team was the defensive line. So what am I scared of exactly? Uh, Ben DiNucci turning into Cinderella? I don't know. And it will happen against the Eagles. He'll throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. 
Because that's the way 2020 goes. Whatever. Sunday night game, so hopefully it's fun. Why do you they, guys get back-to-back primetime games? Because we the Dirty Birds. What the fuck? Because we've won a Super Bowl. How's that? Um, <laughs> How about the Vikings and the Packers? <laughs> I, I'm looking at the numbers right now. The The pandemic has taken its toll on some people. Because currently, people have bet 60% of the money on Green Bay. So that means they're betting 40% of Minnesota. Uh, Wow. That's all I can say. Boys got their work cut out for them, and I guess the only good thing is they're coming off the bye, and they have to play the Packers in Lambeau. So at least they'll be well-rested. I think the jury is still out on whether or not Dalvin Cook's going to play in this game which makes a huge difference. (laughs) I would take 80% Dalvin Cook right now over what uh, Madison and Boone did uh, the week prior to the the bye. Which wasn't much. I mean, just him being back there, the defense has to respect the fact that, you know, he could take the distance at any point during the game. And so it's the only way you're going to take some pressure off of Kirk Cousins and that offensive line. Who you know they can run block, you know, till the cows come home, but can't pass block anything, which is of concern because we've seen the Smith brothers uh, wreak havoc on the Vikings uh, over these last couple of years. So it's not a. I'm not hopeful, but you never know. Sometimes you know strange things happen. Uh, the teams are a combined 500. It's fine that. The Vikings have only won one of those games, but you know we we're, we're healthy. I think that's really the only thing we got going for us. We haven't currently listed anybody on the injury report, so let's uh let's just throw to Justin Jefferson every single time and see what maybe that kid we can, can do. get Adam Thielen some touches too because um fantasy <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Kirk Cousins. Tied for the league lead in interceptions with 10. With uh, he dubs the, the goat, yeah. How about that? One of our teams is in the division lead, though. <laughs> well, congratulations, you play in a league a division where you can win three games and win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I wish I played in a soft division yeah. for the last 20 years. <laughs> Nobody asked you, Brick Mike. Who's but I will Mike. ask you about the Buffalo Bills. Mike is, is uh, part of the chroma key there. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me switch it. <laughs> Looks like you're talking into a brick penis. Now it's just a bushy penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. As what? soon as it came out. <laughs> Bills, Patriots, go. Uh, So... The New England Patriots are playing the Buffalo Bills. Usually the Bills play the Patriots tough. This week the Bills are going to destroy the Patriots. Uh, The Bills have fallen back to earth a little bit recently. But the Patriots have been really, really bad. Like, really bad. Like On both sides of the ball. Yeah, both sides of the ball. Uh, The top and the bottom of it. Not good. Uh, (laughs) Fuck. 
I won't make any joke. <laughs> Come I feel on. like you have to have more confidence in the defense than you do the offense at this point, though. Oh, yeah. Usually, uh, for, so they've lost three in a row. In two of those games, the defense was decent but exposed due to the fact the offense couldn't keep the ball or, or uh, put any sort of uh, – uh, time of possession or points on the board. And then last week, the Broncos, not the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, the Broncos. Wait, the Broncos? So, football's <laughs> tough. And uh, the Patriots aren't good at it right now. Um, Tom Brady would be better than Cam Newton. So week two, I came out and I said, Cam Newton's better for this specific football team than Tom Brady because of what what's going on. You know, he can pick up a first down on his with his legs. Well, it turns out everyone has legs. It's not just Cam Newton that has legs. Um, but Tom Brady's better at throwing, which is pretty important for quarterbacks. And I, I'd like to apologize to Tom, and I'd like to tell him if he'd take me back, I'd gladly <laughs> have him. Because uh, the things I said earlier this year were stupid, uh, and I feel bad about them. Steve, I, who had week eight in the pool? <laughs> I don't know. i got to pull it up. Hold on. I think it was me. I think I had it. Because <laughs> I miss him so much. Uh, mm. I I remember complaining about Brady, you know, oh, he threw for one eight in an interception. Oh, that was terrible. And I just watched Cam Newton crash to the ground like the Challenger explosion. Oh, my God. Christian Ponder numbers? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christian Ponder. Uh, like, no, we're getting into, like, Nathan Peterman numbers. Like, not for the year, but, like, that game. That was a Nathan Peterman game. Yeah, this feels like it's going to be a... Uh back to basics game for the Patriots and run the ball, run the ball first. Here's the problem. They already won too many games to get Trevor Lawrence. So what are we going to do now? We're going to go seven and nine. You go six and 10. Just go better than the Vikings and take, uh, what's his name? Trey, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. I'm say Trey Burton. And that's not right. (laughs) He's not a quarterback. I mean, he did throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of people have done that. Just turning it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's going to do it for episode 119 of the Joint Practice Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to go register to vote if you haven't already because voting is important. Danny Davis, if you don't vote, I will kick you where you pee. Just kidding. I won't, but you should vote. And also, don't be racist. Use your voice and do something good for people. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Do your civic duty. Time is running out for you to register and or to vote early. If you're sending in an absentee ballot, this needs to be in the mail by November 3rd. Remember that? What you heard? Uh, That depends where you're listening, Steve. Let's not give false information. Uh... You should check your local municipality's laws and or state laws, because if you live in Michigan or Pennsylvania, you should drop it off at a Dropbox or at your town hall, because if you put it in the mail today, it probably won't get there on time and it won't be counted. So let's pretend we have listeners all over and uh, (laughs) let's uh, pretend we're nationwide, baby. 
Well, wherever you're finding this podcast, whether it be Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Blueberry. Bean Pod. Go ahead and subscribe. Rate? That's five stars, because obviously. If you click anything less than five stars, your computer or your phone will crash, I've heard. Uh-oh. Just what I've heard. Well, Sean, let's be truthful. The computer and phone won't crash, but we sure would like five stars if they could give it to us legally. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> and write a review on how Elijah has to be uh, Mr. Specific- specificity. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> I care a lot less about five-star reviews than I do about people knowing the laws in which they can vote. So, hashtag vote. I don't know. At Joint Practices, at 11 the Goat, at the Knox says, at Rubble. I just send us a tweet with a hashtag November 3rd. We went away from it last week. We're back at it this week. Let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you, and we would love if you voted. And uh, follow the law. The next time we talk to each other, we'll have voted, right? I already voted. I voted. Yeah, I voted like three weeks ago. I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna wait in line. I'm gonna soak up every second of it. I proudly fill in that bubble. Get my little sticker. Yeah, I will tell me my little bubbles. COVID. Well, it depends on your your uh, municipality. Uh, my town had no uh, ballot initiatives, so I just had the nation statewide stuff, and then. Uh, my sister was like, I got three pages of like bond issues. And I was like, ah, it's because you're rich, you idiot. <laughs> so well, two things that never happened. Money. Minnesota Vikings fans and people with nice things. That being said, so Vikings. That's something so big, Bill Belichick. goes fine, baby. <laughs> He's waiting for it. Well, yeah. Sweet.